Welcome to Build Basics, our free bite-sized lessons in the very basics of podcasting. Hi, my name is Twyla Dang, and this is Finding Your Voice, part one, finding your voice physically. In podcasting, your voice makes the first impression. Someone will hear it and decide instantly if you are open, friendly, professional, or odd. Your voice is the launch pad to any content you're going to share with an audience. It's vital to understand how to use it to its greatest effect. So first thing to understand is your voice is an instrument. You can control it. You can control different aspects of it. Things like your tone, your volume, your pitch, or your speed or cadence. When you understand how your voice works, you can alter it to suit the needs of your audience. So let's talk about that a little bit. One, tone. So the tone of your voice tends to be the low or the high, the modulation. I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to say a sentence with no modulation, and then I'm going to say it with modulation. So the sentence, the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Sounds pretty monotone, doesn't it? Sounds pretty flat. Sounds like I'm bored and don't want to be here. The difference in tone and when you add modulation to your tone, in our world, we like to sometimes call that the up and down of your voice, is it can change the enthusiasm that you bring to the words that you're saying. It can change how a listener or an audience participant absorbs what you're trying to share with them. So I'm going to say that sentence again, and this time I'm going to add modulation. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. All of a sudden, it sounds a little friendlier, a little bouncier, a little more exciting, right? You have full control over that. You can make things that come out of your mouth have gravitas and be serious, like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. Or you could have it be silly or zany. The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. All of that comes from tone and how you modulate it. You have full control of that. It's a part of your instrument. Now let's talk a little bit about pitch. Pitch is where your voice hits at the most comfortable part of where you talk. Sometimes it's hard to explain. You have a normal sound that you make when you talk. Like my voice, it tends to be a little deeper. It tends to have a little gravelly bit to it. But I can change that. I can take my pitch and take it higher and talk up here in a higher space. Or I can take my pitch and try to drop it really low, which isn't natural to my voice. If I'm messing around and I'm putting my pitch in the high place or the low place or a place that's just uncomfortable for me, it does a couple of things. One, it alters how you absorb my voice and you absorb what I'm saying because it doesn't sound natural to me. And two, it actually can harm my voice and the ability for me to get my message across to you because it might not be sustainable. If my voice isn't naturally super high pitched and I'm talking up here all the time, my voice is going to start to crack and break. And worse, I'm going to start to irritate my vocal cords. It's really important to know and understand where your pitch is naturally. It's really important to know where your voice is most comfortable when you talk. Because when you're recording a podcast and you're recording audio, how you talk, it will translate all the time. And it's super important to set that base for how an audience interacts with you. Now, mind you, with a pitch, you can change, again, the tone. So knowing where your voice is consistently at 
helps you figure out where to modulate, where to take your voice up and down, and when to take your voice up and down. Now, let's talk about the third part. Really simple. Volume. We all know what volume is. We all know when we have too much of it. I'm sure you've listened to a podcast where it sounded like somebody was just screaming into the microphone and they just are like blowing out your ears. And you're like, well, don't they understand that they're doing that? Surprisingly, sometimes they don't. Sometimes if they're not wearing headphones, they just think they're talking in a regular tone or they're trying to make up for the sound and overcome sounds that are in the background in the room. Sometimes they're just a person with a louder tone of voice. Or the opposite can happen. Sometimes you can have a quiet tone or more of a mousy tone. If you're shy or reserved, your tone might come across as really quiet and hard to pick up in a recording. The most important thing to remember here with volume is when to project and when to pull back. Projection is not yelling. You don't want to just take your voice and start booming it across the mic and booming it across the table and booming it across the other guests that are participating with you. Projection And a really simple example would be like if you're in a classroom with kindergartners, you know, a bunch of little kids, what happens when you need to get their attention? Do you yell at them and startle them and make them cry? No. Do you talk in your regular tone of voice when they're being rambunctious? Doesn't quite work. What you do is you pick up just a little. You pick that volume up just a little. So you go from, say, maybe here in a place where you're just kind of talking at a regular tone to, hi, kids, let's get together, let's get in line. And it just pushes your voice forward just a little bit. In technical terms, and mind you, I'm self-trained in all of these things. So technical for me is a loose term. It kind of comes from where you're breathing. So if you're taking a breath and you're pushing that air out through your diaphragm, like when you would play an instrument, you don't blow from your throat, you blow from, you know, like from your middle. That's what projection is. And that's what it does for you. It helps push your voice just a little further out and carries it just a little bit further out. Now, one of the things I would like to point out when you're talking about how to control your physical voice as an instrument is sometimes we have vocal tics, things that we do that we don't even realize we do. It could be something as simple as sucking your teeth. It could be something like repeating a phrase, you know, it could be something really simple, like a constant hum, or uh, an affirmation when people are talking to you, like someone else is talking and you constantly say, yep, 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 yep. These can sometimes be ticks. You want to be able to know that your voice does these things, and you want to be able to identify them so that you know when it's okay for them to show up, or when you want to work actively on taking them back. I know a lot of the times we rely on the edit to fix things for us, but it's not the edit's job to do all of the heavy lifting. Some of that can actually be done by you. Now, the last thing I want to bring up is your speed or your cadence. Some people talk fast. It's just who they are. Some people talk slowly. It's just who they are. But in a podcast setting and when you're recording audio, you want to make sure that you're providing a pace that your audience can keep up with. You want to be able to provide a pace that allows them to absorb what you're sharing with them and then move forward. You don't want to go too fast because then it's too fast for them to absorb the information. You don't want to go too slow because then they'll get bored and think you're not getting where they want to fast enough. And the way to identify all of these things, your tone, your volume, your pitch, and your speed and cadence is through practice and not just necessarily practicing in an audio setting. Sometimes that practice should occur and has to occur offline. 
So if you've got a phone or if you've got a computer or if you've got something you can record into, just record your voice speaking in the natural way you speak. Record a phone conversation with someone and then go back and listen to your voice in that conversation. Pick up on and identify the things that don't sit well with you, the things that kind of bother your ear, the things that make you go, oh, I didn't know I'd do that, so that you can start to be mindful. Now, again, don't overthink it. These are things that are meant to help you, not meant to create, you know, things to obsess over or things to have anxiety about. They're just meant to help you in the performance of using your instrument. Now, let's talk about your carriage or how you hold your body. Podcasting lends itself to being super relaxed during production, like comfy chairs, comfy clothing, headsets, you know, they can free up your body movement. It can be great, but it can also hurt your audio recording. So slouching can mess with your ability to move air properly, leading to large gasping breaths, or it can create sentences that are cut off because you feel like you're running out of air. It's like when you don't take a proper breath and then you try to create a long sentence and finish a sentence, but then you run out of air and then you try to pick it back up. It interrupts the flow. Do yourself a favor. Sit up a little. Open up your rib cage. Put your shoulders back a little, not in an uncomfortable way, but just in a way that you would sit if you were trying to sit up straight as though you were paying attention. It'll help you breathe a little easier. It'll help you. So let's talk about if you're using things like freestanding mics. So if you have a mic that's on a stand or that's on a crane, you might want to watch your hands while gesticulating, like the ability to like express yourself in a room with someone when you're talking to them and you're throwing your hands around or you're throwing your head back in laughter or you're leaning really comfortably back in a chair. All of those things can take you away from the proximity of your mic. You need to be close enough to your mic to capture good audio. And if you're too far away or if you constantly sort of dip in and out and forward and back from your microphone, the final audio is going to sound like you were running away from your mic and then running back up toward the mic. It's not going to be consistent. You're not going to be happy with the result. You're going to be a little bit nervous about what comes out of it. Now, Let's also talk about nervous physical movements. Sometimes when you're doing something that's new or unfamiliar to you, like maybe podcast recording, uh, you you get like, it, it manifests physically. So it might be something simple as like you tap your fingers on a table or on your phone, you suck your teeth. These are sometimes little nuisance noises that you don't intend to become a part of the recording, but because they're so close to the microphone, you can't extract them. And it can even be hard to catch them with mechanisms on recording devices like low cut. It just might be too loud or too insistent or too consistent to be able to be removed. Simple things like just remembering where your body posture is, how you hold yourself, where you're sitting, or what you're doing with your hands while you're talking, or sometimes when you're not talking, can be really important to make sure that you get the best audio possible. Now, I don't want you to overthink this again. I want you to be comfortable doing this, and I don't want you to overthink it at all. But if you're mindful of these things, it can lead to better recordings. Now, just really quickly, let's talk about headsets. Headsets are great. I like them. I sometimes use them. But knowing where they are in the placement in relation to your mouth is really important. If you have a headset mic too close to your mouth, everyone's ears get blown out when you speak. If you hold it too far, you pick up extra room noise. Or worse, if it's like pitched down a little too low, you might start creating static that comes from like the friction of the microphone moving against your clothes or you moving around in your seat or moving your hands in your seat and creating that friction on your clothes. Be mindful of your body. Don't obsess over it. And if you make a mistake, 
you know, just start again. Now, this part I really want to talk about, and it's very important to me. We need to talk about how you take care of your voice. Now, I've already explained that your voice is a physical instrument. And just like any other instrument, you need to do proper ongoing care and keeping of it. What you eat can impact your voice. Anything that creates mucus is bad. Hello, cheese. Hello, milk. Anything that creates inflammation is bad. Hello, spicy food. Really, anything that can cause gas or bloating or indigestion can be bad. Hey there, raw vegetables. Now, knowing what can create difficulty for you is something that you need to know. Because once you can identify it, then you can know how to avoid it and help make sure that your performance is everything you want it to be. Now, let's talk a little bit about like what you drink in relation to what you eat. You should absolutely stay hydrated, but not all liquid is equal. Water is great. Hot water, it's good, but it's not necessary if you're not into it. Teas and coffees, they can be great, but they can also have stimulant or diuretic effect. And those can be warming to your throat, and that could be a positive, but they could create that gas or bloating or the nervous behaviors if you're not used to having those kinds of things in your system. Now, sidebar, let's talk about pop or soda. You need to be aware. The acid, carbonation, and sometimes chemical makeup, I'm looking at you, brown-colored carbonated beverages, they can cause mild to severe irritation to your vocal cords. They can even impact your pitch. Maybe you want to think about avoiding them on the day of a recording or the day before a recording. Trust me, and this is from personal experience, you will feel much better if you avoid those before a recording. Now, let's talk about meds real quick. I bet you didn't know that some prescription and over-the-counter meds can impact your voice. Some meds are dehydrating. Some have side effects like slurred speech. Some can impact your heart rate and leave you sounding like you're panting instead of normal breathing. You should always be aware of how your meds affect you. And you should plan accordingly if you know you have to take meds and you're going to be recording. But look, please, please. Don't stop or delay a medication that you need just to record a podcast. Your health has to come first. Now, finally, I want to have a quick note about pacing. You're only one person in one body with access to a 24-hour day. You have to remember that your health and well-being have to come first. Be realistic about how much strain you can put on your voice. Be realistic about how much you can accomplish within a certain amount of time. Organize yourself and organize your recordings to build in lots of breaks and opportunities to hydrate and opportunities to make sure you have proper nutrition. Now, I know I told you to avoid some foods and avoid some things, but that doesn't mean don't eat, don't drink, don't take care of your body in the process of a recording. Make sure you're taking care of yourself, right? And make sure you set a schedule that allows for vocal recovery. Doing this much talking, if it's not natural to you, even if you're somebody who's a chatty Cathy in real life, is not helpful. The way you use your voice in a recording is different than the way you talk to your friend or your family member or your kids or a phone conversation. You are projecting more. You are modulating your voice. You are changing the way that you use your voice. You're putting it under more strain. And you have to be aware that when you put it under more strain, it needs more time to recover. So take care of yourself. It's important. Okay, that's it. 
I hope it helps. And thank you for joining me. We'll make sure to add some additional resources online to support you. So go out and find your voice and use it. Thanks for listening to this Build Basic. Ready for a more substantial lesson? With a Build subscription, you'll have access to masterclasses made and taught by industry professionals across five pillars. Personal development, business, marketing, production, and storytelling. Head over to the Build channel on Apple Podcasts. Just £3.99 a month will give you access to all the lessons with new classes added monthly.